Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity yes, Lord. of giving out your word today. Yes, Lord. As my brother prayed, this is not something that I take lightly, Lord God. But I know that it's a charge to keep that I have. Yes. And you are the God that I glorify. Yes. So, Lord, in faith, I sit down. Holy Spirit, please come in and do what only you can do. And I thank you for doing that right now. In the name of Jesus, my soul says amen. Wrong amen. sermon. There's another sermon underneath it there. It should be anyway. This is old one. The under, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I tell you, thank you, Jesus. Nope, this is the wrong sermon. I need to throw away these old sermons. Pardon me? No, it's folded. Turn the camera off. I got one shoe on and one shoe off. That's not it. This is it. No, that's not it. Okay, on my, uh, oh, it's in here. Delete whatever was on the beginning of that. Well, I'm going to uh, do it again. Just the prayer part for Facebook. Okay? Well, Father God. Father, we love you. We praise you. We bless you. Exalt you. We magnify your holy and your righteous name. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity of once again sharing what thus saith the Lord. So, Lord, in faith, I sit down, the Holy Spirit. I thank you for being here, and I thank you for how you take care of your daughter. I thank you, Lord God, for ministering to the waiting congregation as well, Lord God, as ministering to me. In faith, I sit down, and I count it as being done. In Jesus' name, I pray. My soul says amen. Amen. I don't know if you know it or not, and you probably do. I hope you do. We serve a loving and a compassionate God. Amen. I don't know if you know it or not, but I hope that you do. That the God that we, learn, we serve loves us so much that he died so that we might live. And since Jesus died so that we might live, we are to live so that we might serve. Amen. Amen. Jesus died so that we might live, and we are to live so that we can serve him. Amen. With that thought in our mind, I, I want to continue on this Lenten journey, and, and I didn't know when I started that God was going to have this into a series, but it, it appears to be he's making it into a series. This morning we're going to start
start again on our journey of consecration, where we are being setting ourselves aside, we're being sanctified so that we can be used for Almighty God. In our Lenten journey last week, God showed us that in this journey that we're on, that our minds has got to be renewed. Y'all remember from the last couple of the sermons, it, it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. So that you can you can prove what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God in your life. So last week God gave us some very strong points on how we can renew our minds. But this morning he's changing or going a different direction. He says in order for you to renew your minds, there's something that you have got to know. And in order to show you this truth, I'm going to take you to three separate scriptures. So everybody get your Bible. First scripture we're going to turn to is John 8. Second scripture we're going to turn to is Romans 6. And the third scripture we're going to turn to is Colossians 1. So John 8, the gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the fourth book in the New Testament. Okay, whoever finds it first, give the page number, John 8, 36. God says, we have got to have our mind renewed. But what we need to do know is what we need to have our mind renewed concerning. Okay, everybody with me, John 8, 36. Pardon me? 868, page 868. John, the eighth chapter, the 36th verse. Write these scriptures down. You need to have paper and pencil because God's going to give you a bunch of stuff today. Amen. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen. If the Son, that's talking about Jesus, sets you free, you will be free indeed. Romans 6, verse 6. Turn to it. Romans 6, verse 6. Amen? When you have it, it's only a couple chapters over, a couple books over. When you have it, speak to me, Lord. Romans 6, verse 6. 915, page 915. Romans 6, oh, hallelujah, verse 6. You have it? Speak to me, Lord. For we know, that's your Bible circle, the word know. For we know that our old self was crucified with him. That him is Christ, okay? So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. You see that? Everybody see that? Yeah. Go down to the 14th verse, same chapter. 14th verse, same chapter. 
For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. You got that? Colossians 1. I'll talk about them later. Colossians 1, verse 13 and 14. What page? Colossians 1, verse 13 to 14. You have it? Speak to me, Lord. What page? Colossians 1, 13 and 14. What page? 953. Is that what you said? Colossians 1, verse 13 to 14. I don't have it. You have to tell me. 954, Colossians 1, verse 13 to 14. For he, and that he is Jesus, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, God had me turn to three separate scriptures because he tells us in his word that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established or let a matter be denied. Do you understand? Out of the mouth of two or three, in order to establish a doctrine, in order to establish a truth in the Bible, you have got to get that truth out of two or three different places in the Bible. Do you understand that? So God gave you three scriptures this morning, and those scriptures are to reveal to us the greatest truth that you may need to know besides of how to be saved, it is revealing to us that the power of sin has been broken over your life. Mm -hmm. yes. the, it does not, it is not showing that the power of sin will someday be broken over your life. It is showing that right now, as soon as you have been saved, as soon as you have repented of your sins and asked Jesus to come into your heart and to save you, that at that moment, God breaks the power that sin has over your life. That means that you no longer have to sin. You may fall into sin, but as a born-again Christian, you no longer practice sin. There is a great difference. If you sin, you either do it because you have fallen into it by a mistake or by because you have chosen to do it. Amen. God said that if... Any sermon that I preach, that if you don't get this message, that it is going to hinder you in your Christian walk. 
I, I, I'm not going to apologize, but I kind of have to apologize to Ed and, and Mike and my brother Tom and, and maybe David if he's listening because they've heard all of this in our Wednesday Bible study. But God told me that the Wednesday Bible study was not enough to give that truth, that I had to bring that truth to the congregation and I had to bring that truth to our uh, internet friends. God wants you to understand that Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. Satan is a defeated foe. He cannot make you do anything. You do it because you choose to do it. Amen. Do you understand that? Amen. Do you get that? God, thank you. Keep on, keep me on touch. Keep in touch. God showed us in John. It said, "Whose the Son has set you free, you're free indeed." Jesus, when he died, he broke the uh, chains of sin and death. Doesn't Scripture tell us? In another place, in John, said that he has freed us. Behold, the Lamb of God. Who does what? Takes away the sins of the world. So if Jesus has taken them away, if he has paid the penalty for them, sin no longer is to have control over your life. He showed us in Romans 6 that we just read. We just read it in, in Romans 6 where it says, thank you, Lord, let me get it so I have it straight. Sin shall no longer, no, Our old man was crucified with him. That old nature that people walk around saying, well, I can't help myself because you know that's my old nature. Have you ever heard people say that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's my old nature. That's why I continue doing the things that is my old nature. God said your old nature was crucified. Your old, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, your old nature was crucified. What does that mean? That your old nature died. Your old nature died. The bondage of sin of your life has been broken. It says it is, um, we have been crucified with him so that the body that had been ruled by sin might be done away with. Didn't we just read that? I'm not telling you what Joanne says. I'm telling you what the word says. God said you've been crucified with Christ. Okay. So that the old body, the old nature could be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do what the enemy tells you to do. You don't have to live as the enemy tells you to live. God says, I've broken that power. And then we read in uh, Colossians that God has rescued us or delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan's kingdom, and has transferred us into kingdom of the son that he loves. You need to take these three scriptures, take them home, write them down, put them on your refrigerator, whatever, so that you get them from your head to your heart. God has broken the power of of sin over your life. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now there may be some astute person in here 
that's saying, well, pastor, what is sin? God has broken the power of sin over my life. Jesus has set me free from the sins of the world. God has delivered me. Exactly what is sin, Lord? Because I don't know. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Turn to Galatians 5, 19 or 21, which is where we will stay for the rest of the sermon. God has broken the power of sin over your life. We no longer have to sin. We are born again, blood-washed believers. We have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We have been cleansed, and if we have been cleansed, it's, that shows that we don't have to continue doing the things that we used to do. Are you with me? Galatians 5, 19 to 21, who has it? Speak to me, Lord. Say it again. 946. Every, everybody's got to look at this. Everybody's got to see it because you asked me the question, what is sin? And God's going to break down 17 of them right here. 17 of them. Okay? 19 to 21. Y'all with me? Okay. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? The works of the flesh, the sins of the flesh are shown. These are what they are. Adultery. Fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresy, envying, murder, drunkenness, reveling, and such the like. And of which I told you before, as I've told you in the past, that they who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. God breaks them down. Not these are, this is not everything. But he brings these 17 out in particular. And I'm not going to talk about all of them because we don't have time to talk about all of them. But I'm going to talk about mainly the first five, which are called the filthy five. That's what it was called in the, in the biblical days. The first five were the filthy five. Okay. The first five, God breaks these sins down into categories. And the first category that he has is sexual. The first category that God has for sin is sexual. He says adultery. Everybody in here, I'll break it down. We're not going to talk too much, but we're going to give you a definition. It's adultery is being married and having sex with someone who is, out, who is not your husband or your wife. That's sin. I don't care what the world tells you. I don't care what anybody else says. God says adultery is sin. The next one he says is fornication. Fornication is having sexual intercourse and you're not married to another person. God said that's sin. Okay? It can also be tied in with adultery. 
because a, one mate can be married, a one person can be married, and the other person is single. So the one is committing adultery, and the other one is committing fornication, sexual sins. Okay? You want to know what sin is? Adultery? God says fornication. All right? With me? Anybody have any questions on that? Having sex outside of marriage is a sin. Hang on with me. The third one is uncleanness. Uncleanness is perverted sex. Uncleanness is perverted sex. It is homosexuality. It is child molestation. It is all kind of perverted ways of having sex. That's not the way that God ordained between a man and a woman. Okay? All right? Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is when this person doesn't care what anybody thinks about them or how society looks at them, that they're going to do what they feel is pleasing to them in order to <clears throat> gratify their sexual desires. They have no they have no problem with what society says. Okay? All right? These five are considered the biggies because in our day, these things are counted as access, uh, acceptable. But God said in his sight that these things are sin. Now, you will never be able to stand before the Lord and say, Pastor, did not tell me. I want you to notice what this says. It jumps down and it says that those who do these things, God said they will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right? Now look at something else. I'm not going to keep you long because I, I know I can, feel the, I can feel the tension. And what I want you to understand is if you recognize yourself in any of this, don't be offended. Go to God and say, Lord, this is where I blew it. And I'm asking you for forgiveness. And I'm asking you to give me, renew my mind so that I will no longer continue doing what you said is sin. Amen. You get it? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll take you into one other group. And then I'm going to just take you where God wants you to go. All right. The one that says witchcraft. Now in scripture, it's not talked right here. It's another word for sorcery. And the word for sorcery comes from the word, a Greek word. That's where we get our pharmaceutical supplies from. And it means drugs. It means drugs. The Greek word for sorcery is, I cannot pronounce it, pharmikia, but it's where we get our word pharmaceutical from, which is drugs. So God is letting you know that any kind of drug that is a mind-altering drug that is used for, there's a church that has just been, um, was on the whatever the other day, and it was called, what is it, the Psychedelic Church. It's, it's an actual church, and they drink this drug, and when they drink it, 
it makes them gag and throw up and all that. But then they start seeing lights and, you know, all this other kind of stuff, hallucinating and so forth. And it's supposed to be taking them into a higher level in order to contact God. There's all kind of things out here trying to take people away from the word of Almighty God and from the one true and living God. So you say, Pastor, why are you going into this? Because, you know, this, this sermon is not making me feel good. This sermon should make you shout. You know why this sermon should make you shout? Because God already showed us in the beginning that he has broken the power of the sins that are listed here over your life. If you can identify with them and you are in any of them, all you have to do is you have to stand and say, I know that the Satan is trying to put this in my mind and in my thought and this is what I should do. But I know that Satan is a defeated foe and I don't have to obey him. Do you understand? It should make you shout to know that Jesus has set you free and you no longer have to live committing sexual sins. I want you to go home and, and, and research the rest of these <coughs> because of time. I don't have, I don't even, I'm not even going to go into all the ones that I have definitions down here for, but I want you to notice that one of the groups that it talks about that God said is sin is emotional sin. Okay, and that's where he says hatred and wrath, that's bursts of anger and jealousy. And he says, it's, do you know God puts them in the same thing? Anger and wrath and, and jealousy, he puts them in the same thing with the sexual sin. So you can't put one group of sin and say it's bigger than another one. Do you he has them all hooked up together here. So you may not be committing a sexual sin, but do you have anger in your heart towards someone? Do you have bitterness in your heart towards someone? Do you have unforgiveness? God said it's the same thing, but God said I have broken the power of that over your life. You don't have to live that way any longer. Amen. You don't have to live that way any longer. When the temptation comes, you can rebuke it and bind it in the name of Jesus. And you can say, I don't have to do that any longer. I have been set free. I am a child of almighty God and who the son has set free is free indeed. Yes, so for, from this day forth, you're not going to be able to tell God, I didn't know. From this day forth, you're not going to be able to say, the devil made me do it. You're not going to be able to say, that old nature, I just couldn't overcome. God said, when you decide to do it, you're going to do it because you choose to. Because you choose to follow the world. You choose to follow the enemy rather than following Almighty God. God has already told you, I've delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. You don't have to follow the ways of the kingdom of dark. I have transferred you into the kingdom of the son that he loves. So when you have these fits of anger, when you have these things, or you're saying things out of your mouth that is not of God, then check yourself and say, I, that's not, that's not the, the new me. That's the old me. And God said the old me was crucified with Christ. Isn't that what we read? Amen. Did we read that? Yes, we did. 
Did we read the old flesh, the old man has died? Everywhere you talked about death. You had four deaths this past couple of months. All of us know that death is something that's going to happen. But nobody that's dead ever demands, comes and say, well, I demand to do this, that, or the other, because they're dead. They can't tell you what to do any longer. It, it can be your boss, your mom, your dad. They cannot tell you, you got to listen to me because they're dead. God said that part of you is dead. Is dead spiritually. And you've got to renew your mind to that fact. You've got to realize that you don't have to live the way that you used to live. Because now you are a born again child of God. The bonds of sin has been broken over your life. And you can live a life where you're not walking around feeling guilty or feeling condemned or feeling unworthy. You know, this is what Satan wants you to do. As long as he can keep you walking around feeling condemned and unworthy, you're not going to be sharing with people the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. You're not going to share with people how good God is because you're going to be feeling so bad about yourself and the things that you do. Amen. God says, who the Son has set free is free indeed. And you notice the title of the sermon today was free indeed or, or something like that. Indeed. Walk in the freedom. Walk in the freedom that Jesus has purchased for you. Walk in the freedom that Jesus has purchased for you. Don't allow Satan to come in your mind and even right now and say, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep on living. God says those who live that way will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, God is not talking about you losing your salvation here. But what God is saying to you is that's the way the world lives. That's the way the world lives. You don't have to live like the world because you are no longer of the world. You know, people say, uh, I'm just doing the best that I can uh, under the circumstances. Have you ever heard people say that? All the time. I'm doing the best I can do under the circumstances. God said, one day, Samuel, you do it under the circumstances. He says, I thought you were more than a conqueror. Huh? I thought you were more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I thought you were above and, and not beneath. So what are you talking about? Under the circumstances that I'm, I'm doing the best I can. God said, you're not supposed to be under the circumstances. You're supposed to be on top of the circumstances. Renew your mind. Renew your, change the way that you think. Stop thinking like the world thinks. And start thinking how God says. God says, I have set you free. You are no longer in bondage to sin. Now walk in the light of the word that I've given to you today. Amen. 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 And amen. amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I know you had me eliminate a lot that was in the sermon today, but it was just because it's, it's just a lot for them to digest. And 
Lord, I, I pray that they'll go home and they will research the rest of the meanings of these things, that these 17 sins that you listed, so that they'll know what they are for themselves. But then they will rejoice. Oh, Lord God, I want them to rejoice and say, they no longer have control over my life. I am not going to walk according to the flesh. I'm going to walk according to the spirit. Lord, that is my prayer for each and every person that is here and each and every person that is under the sound of my voice. We love you, Lord. In the wonderful, holy, and righteous name of Jesus, my soul says amen. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. All heads bowed and all eyes closed for the invitational song. All heads bowed. I feel a special anointing in this place. All eyes closed. The glory fills this place. He is here. Could you just, just a moment with the fruit of your lips, just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank him. Thank him. Even right now. Thank him. Thank him. Open your mouth and thank him. Thank him for delivering you. For setting you free. Thank him for saving you. For healing you, delivering you. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. We got to learn how to praise him and how to thank him and how to open our mouth. Everybody in here has got a big mouth. I hear that people say to me, Pastor, I know how I am. You know, I say this and that. Do it with praising God. Whatever you're doing, Lord, in this season, oh, Lord, don't do it without me. your prayer Lord whatever you're doing in this season don't do it without me Continue. Keep me, Lord. 